1: Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation live podcast. This is Edgar De Jesus, and I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy Nicholas. Today, we are in studio, and we are here with the king of the cannonball. Spirit. Cannonball. Wow. <laughs> wow, you threw me for a loop because I was waiting for the big, huge splash. Dude, this is a family show, <laughs> right? Uh. Oh, that was great. You killed it, Spider. I appreciate that. Anyways, today we are talking to our boy Jake Brakefield, the owner of BPS from Denton, Texas. We were out there yesterday with the ribbon cutting, the ribbon opening. So we're excited to have you on here today with us. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, a podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing, we're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our visionary partners. Thank you, Zach, I know you're giving me the look. The Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, AquaStar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Ray Pack Heritage Pool Supply, and the newest member of our Pool Nation family, Hayward Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zacharias, it seems like I've been doing this very often in the last couple of days, but well. how are you?
2: I'm good. It takes me a whole week to get my good morning ready, and I've exhausted this <laughs> over the last 24, 48 hours, but I'm doing good. I'm actually a little cold up here. I don't know what's going on here in Dallas, but it's just been raining
1: yeah. and cloudy, and Windy and cold and all that fun stuff. Hey, for everybody listening, I just want to let everybody know we forgot to talk about it right off the bat, but we are streaming the podcast live to Instagram.
3: How freaking cool is that? That is cool, right? We're getting hip with the
1: times. We're so. getting, yeah, we're getting hit. The, well, I do have to say, I got to give all the credit to Spider because I hadn't been able to figure it out, and I'm trying to explain stuff to Spider, and he's like looking at me, going, "I don't understand what you're asking. I, don't worry about it." I, got I was it. really confused <laughs> at one point, but. <laughs> Hey, it's working, man. We're good. It looks (laughs) good. Because I was trying to kind of explain to him how it works on the reship, which is not what they use, right? Like they use professional stuff, not the little. I was trying to explain to him the steps that I have to go through. And he's looking at me like, what's your point? (laughs) What what are you getting at? But anyways, we are streaming live. So everybody that is on Instagram, a big, huge shout out to you guys out there. I am going to try to do a little bit of a better job today at engaging who's on Instagram as well. So if you guys see me looking in three or four different directions, it's because I'm trying to manage all those things. So Mr. JJ, how are you doing? I'm doing all right.
3: Yeah? yeah. Today you look like you're ready to go. Yesterday you looked a little tired. It's a different type of tired, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, but it's a mental work that we're doing here, right? It's been nonstop for the last few days, like literally nonstop But as far as physical, this is easy peasy, but it's cold as hell here, man. I'm a California boy, dude. And it's a whole nother level, especially with the wind today. It was like, I went out this morning to have a cigarette, right? And I'm chilling outside. It's like early in the morning and I usually go out. And I'm in my boxers, and I'm just kind of—I'm like, oh no! I turn around and I walk right back in. It was like 20 degrees. It felt with the wind chill. It was unbelievable. It's really cold. Did you smoke your cigarette in the house? Just no, I in the garage. Of course, I turned around, went inside the garage, and then I did it there. And then I'm actually wearing pants, and I never wear pants ever. I'm always in shorts. Did you see him, Zach, yesterday? Jay, did you see
1: him yesterday when he showed up to your place? And he's got the little hoodie oh, thing. And I'm like, we're going to get robbed out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's John. <laughs> Even Jay was going like this. He was going, do you know who that is over there? <laughs> he's looking over in the corner like he's ready to panhandle,
3: kind of. Yeah, I definitely didn't fit in. Everybody's there with cowboy boots and looking (laughs) at their blue jeans and big old belt buckles. And I'm sitting there with a track suit on and my Crocs. And I got this big old beard and I look with the shaved head. I definitely didn't fit in, but I felt welcomed because I was amongst friends (laughs) and other people in the pool industry. It was actually pretty amazing. And we're going to get into it. And that's why we have you here. But your journey and the whole reason why we're doing this podcast right now is to celebrate and to share your story with everybody else because it's inspiring right and it's great seeing you coming from where you started right and where you're at now and what the future holds for you and to see the town come together you had councilmen there you had the Chamber of Commerce was there you had your obviously your wife and your partner and all your friends and family and, and everybody there to support you it was a full house and it was a beautiful setup that you had there and I gotta say the food was good originally i wasn't gonna eat and
1: they're like oh grab some meat and i go nah here's how that went down jay don't let because he's gonna put it now i'm like john did you eat no go get some food he's like oh it's okay i'll wait it's okay i'll wait and all of a sudden he goes over and he gets the food and comes out with his plate and i'm like is it good he's like, man this stuff is good he was all excited really and let me tell you if you win him by the food that is like the biggest win that you will ever get so the fact that he was nuts over the food that was a huge win
3: yeah, I actually, I was sat there, and Mama, I'm looking, at I'm eyeballing everything on the table there, and I'm like, God, that meat looks really good. And I tell Mama, I go get a plate and go grab me that, that, and she goes over there, and she grabs and brings it over to me, and I'm like, yes, it was wonderful. But nah, like I was saying, it was a great experience, and it was really cool. And when you got up there and did your speech, you felt from the heart, When I can see how proud you were and how happy you were, and everybody else was there celebrating what you're doing. And we just want to get that story out so people can see it. It's tough what we go through and what we do, and we beat our heads every single day struggling, working seven days a week, 12 hours a day, busting our knuckles for our families so that we can create a living for them, a comfortable environment for them. And then to watch you grow and to see what you've done so far, I think it's just really inspiring. So thank you so much for taking the time to come out here and do the podcast with us. I know you've been listening to us from the very beginning, so we really appreciate you. Thank you.
1: So hey, before we jump over and I'm going to jump pass it over to our boy Jay Breakfield here, I want to do a couple things. I want to give a couple shout outs out here. Jeanette, good morning, which by the way, we need to give probably the biggest shout out today to Jeanette. Jay?: Yes. She drove. <clears throat> yes, two hours and 20 minutes to show up and to celebrate and to support. Uh, so you threw her on camera. And she killed it too.: Yeah, she killed it. I have to give Jeanette this. Jeanette gets nervous, but she never says no. She's game. So we did a tour of your facility. She did the intro. We walked through. So we'll have to post that. But anyways, big shout out to you out there, Jeanette. Thanks so much for coming out. You're always at the events. The fact that you were there supporting Jay just speaks complete volumes. What I'm trying to say is we love you, right? Mm -hmm. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing. So Zachary is going Saturday podcast. Yeah, we have a couple of, not our Zach. <laughs> Whatever. So Zachary Chaney is on here on the live. And so he's going Saturday podcast, question mark. We have a couple podcasts that we're doing, everybody. We are streaming live out here. Corey Holland, what are we on? Question number two. We haven't even started, Corey, yet. Right. We haven't even said hi to Jay oh, yet. Jay's yeah. sitting here going, is this funny? Am I going to talk at this yeah, podcast at yeah. some point? He right? was worried,
3: At the beginning, he was worried about, if, I hope I don't talk too much. You know what I mean? I'm like, Not with us. Dude. You're going to have to fight to get yeah, awarded. Yeah. You're
1: going to have to be like, Edgar, can you please, John, can you please shut up so I can answer the question that was... Anyways, we are streaming live on Instagram. So I want to come out here through here and give a couple of shout outs out here. Crystal Blue Services, Desert Island Pools, big shout out to you out there. Cali Pools, Alex, what's going on, brother? Our boy Daniel Bodden is on here. Of course. Big shout out to you out there. And then, of course, we can never be on live without Mama Flawless, right? Number one fan. Are you going to boot today, Janie? You don't think so? So Janie is always with us in studio, and she is our special effects, right? So she
2: may or may not have weapons today. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So just to let you know, Jay, if it's really bad, (laughs) if it's really bad, she'll boo us if we do something. If we like say something dumb, she'll just sit there and go boo. (laughs) So she keeps us in check. Anyways, big shout out to you. Michael is on there, Cool Tech USA, our boy. Chris Galvan is on there. Big shout out to you, brother. Surprised he's not on a plane because he's been the world, like, traveler, a, as the world traveler as of lately. Let's see who else is on here before. Clean Pools, big shout out to you. Vibrant Pool Service, Falcon Pools Puerto Rico, our boys out there in Puerto Rico, big shout out. Bravo, Mark, big shout out to you out there as well. I guarantee John still has Crocs, even though it is that cold. 100%. 100%. What else, Brian, Sadler, what's going on? Big shout out, Our boy Billy's on there. Boy Billy, Shout out. This is a little bit harder because I have to scroll through unless I'm my little cheat thing here, and then there's a lot of people commenting on here. Anyway, so big shout out to everybody that's joining us. I will come back over here and give some more shout outs. Blue Dream Pools, Las Vegas. So shout out to everybody, Corey. Shout out to you out there and Anthony as well. Um, twenty five minutes in. Jay, how you doing?
4: I'm doing great.. <laughs> It is a little cold out today. Yes. And a little windy.
1: Don't tell them that, Jay. Let's just tell them that they're wusses, right? (laughs) That they're just not used to the
4: cold. Did the freeze get down to Houston? Not as bad as you guys. Okay. It's warmer this week. And it never
3: stops raining here, it seems like. All it does is rain. It's been,
1: what, like the last four or five days, at least, overcast that the sun hasn't come out? Correct. Yes, but we need it bad. We went a good six months without rain. Yeah, that whole summer that we were in the triple digits was nasty, because yeah. even in the summer we get rain, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, Our boy Corey Holland is giving me crap here, telling me how to say the name, but then it wouldn't be fun, right, John? No. If I get it right, then it just takes the fun out of it. So no. Anyways, everybody, we are doing a couple of different podcasts this week. We actually are doing a whole couple, bunch. four or five right? of them. We got like four or five podcasts that we've got going on, so let's jump in. Let me get through some housekeeping notes here, and then we're going to do a deep dive with our boy Jay here, so... Everybody listening, March 1st and 2nd, we're going to be doing a boot camp out in McKinney, Texas. And this one's going to be a little bit different because we're going to have all three aspects. We have some hands-on classes. We have the industry classes that we do with water chemistry. We've got algae classes. We've got bonding and grounding. We've got salt systems. We've got all kinds of fun industry classes. And then the beauty of this one is we're bringing in some business classes. And we've been talking about
3: this for a year. We've
1: been talking about the dream to
3: Kind of next it, like, level business classes, yeah. right? So we do financials and we do PLs and and we talk about cost of service and stuff like that. But this is next level type of business courses that we're bringing that is not necessarily available or okay. most people don't necessarily have the ability to take these courses. And we brought in two amazing instructors to do these courses especially we have Leanne and we have Doreen, right? So you want to talk a little bit about what those are about? Absolutely. And so we have Eugene that's going to do a kickoff
1: and his is going to be chlorine and cash flow lessons learned in the pool service entrepreneurship. And Eugene has built his business from zero pools. He services, he builds, he does all that. So he's going to share the fundamentals that every business should have in order to be able to scale, in order to be able to grow. Then we're going to be doing a understanding the hiring process. And it's really a deep dive into the hiring process, all the things that you need to do to bring on, whether it's your first person, which we hear a lot. That is a lot of the big struggle, right, John, with bringing somebody on for the first time.
3: Yeah. How to do it correctly. Things you can, can't say, things to look out for. We all know this. The biggest fear is a small owner and the biggest step a small business owner does is brings on their first employee, right? That is a very scary position and it can make or break you. And a lot of times if you bring on the wrong person, it can Destroy your company, and it can make. If you're talking about stress levels, if you've already been stressed, and then you have a knucklehead of an employee, right, that you hired, and then now that you've hired them, now you got to figure out how to fire them. There's so many ins and outs to human resources and to bring a quality employee. And so, understanding the interview process and how to filter through some candidates that you might not want on board, and what questions you need to ask, and like I said, what you can and what you can't ask. So that you set yourself up for success so that when you do bring on that employee, whether it's your first employee, your second, third, fourth, or fifth one, whatever it may be, you have a structure you have something in place so that you put yourself in the best position. So you hire the best employee for the job. That way you can reduce turnover and headaches. Absolutely. The next class that we're going to be doing is building your future
1: goal setting fundamentals for your business. And then the big class that we're going to be doing is an influence and persuasion class. It's going to be a four-hour class. They're going to be talking about all the different steps of persuasion, influence. It's going to be in kind of a group setting, groups of six people. And basically, by the end of this course, what's going to happen is you're going to take a real-life scenario that you're dealing with. They're going to take something that you're really strong at with your influence and persuasion, something that you need to work on. And they're going to put a game plan together so that when you leave, you can actually tie in and start using what you learn which is the big thing and what we want to do different with our boot camps which is we want people to take what they learn in those classes and put it into play the next day right we don't want the usual yeah i learned something it's great i put it on the shelf i never was able to use it but really be able to put those into play
3: yeah or it doesn't apply to me right now it might apply to me maybe three four five years down the road but Am I going to really retain and remember that information, right? But this one here really has me excited, and I've talked about it every single time. Influence and persuasion. It doesn't matter if you're in the pool industry, if you're a tile layer, if you're a housekeeper. It doesn't matter what you do as a living. Influence and persuasion is something that is extremely important in order for a business to be successful because the one thing we all have in common is we deal with people. And whether it's your internal client or your external client. So we talk about external clients, which are your service customers or people that you're selling your goods or your wares to, or you're bringing them on board. And then you have your internal clients, who are your employees. And the power of influence and persuasion can dictate how well things go for you. Because in all reality, our job is we're selling ourselves and we're selling what we're offering to our people and to the people that we're trying to serve. So understanding the intricacies of the human psyche prepares you so that you can be as successful as possible and not only will it help you is business wise but this is something that you can apply in life anywhere you go right and this is for your wife this is for your kids for your friends for your family and when we talk about a lot of times people look at influence and persuasion and think that you're trying to coerce somebody into doing something but that's not necessarily what we're talking about here but it's what we're trying to do, if you're when you want to talk to somebody, you want to be able to get your point across, or you want them to understand what you're saying, and the only way you can do that is by influencing their thoughts, right, and getting them to. I want you to pay attention because <clears> what I'm talking about is important, and I want you to listen. Having the power to do that or understanding it can set you up for success. And I think this one is going to be a. I'm going to be sitting in it because this is a life trait that you can learn or a life skill that you can take with you and make you a better person, no matter what. Whether you're in the pool industry or, or doing whatever.
2: I'm going to go for my
1: kids. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's my, my objective, uh, for sure. Just, just to let you know, you'll never influence and persuade them, so <laughs> just don't even bother. So, Anyways, March 26th and 27th, we'll be out at the Western Pool and Spa Show. May 17th in Oxnard, California, we are doing a heater class 201, which is a deep dive into that heater process. November 9th, 10th, and 11th, we'll be at the PSP Expo in Dallas with our three big day boot camp. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Anyways, now that we've got that behind us...
4: Oh, hey, welcome. Welcome,
1: Jay. Thank (laughs) you. 30 minutes in.
4: Welcome. (laughs) 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 We told you we'd eventually get to you. Thank y'all for keeping those dates coming because if we don't update our calendars, it's easy to forget. Absolutely. So,
1: Jay, we're really excited to have you on the podcast. We've known you. Gosh, we connected with you when we started our whole journey. So, we've been in this journey together, right? And I remember one specific story. So you and I started chatting via Instagram and that's how we connected. So I remember I was driving one day and I didn't even remember where I was going, but I had the kids in the car. And I'm You're driving- your COVID shot. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I was down to yeah. the racetrack. That's what it was. And so I was gonna go get my COVID shot. I'm driving down this road that I'd never been before. And so all of a sudden I pass and as I'm flying through the left lane, I see a truck that looks like Jay's truck with BPS. And I'm like, so of course I'm driving and I'm doing like 70- I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm on my phone and I'm like, hey, you are messaging and I'm like, hey, Jay, was that you? And, and Jay sent me a message going, Edgar, was that you in the car? Because I drove by and I waved and all my kids are like, Like, really, Dad, like, you just think every pool guy is going to know who you are, you know? And they're, like, vocal about it. My kids are unfiltered. And so all of a sudden, Jay is like, hey, man, was that you? I saw you. And I'm like, hell yeah. Of course, I slow my car down. And here comes Jay. And we come next to each other. And we're saying hi like that. And we're waving and stuff like that. And then i all take off. And I turn to my kids. And I go, who's going to talk shit now? (laughs) That's Jay. That's my boy Jay. And that's funny because that was even before we had even talk for the first time in person for sure. And anyway, so way back then you were pretty early in your journey. It's been really great to see everything that you've been able to accomplish, everything that you're doing. I've been to your previous building. I've been to your new building and holy crap. That's what dreams are made of, right? We start out of the back of the truck by ourselves. Getting that first building is not always what we envision where we're going to be. But then for us to walk in that down there yesterday and just go into that building and just be like, holy crap, like this is legit, like everything about it.
4: I had just moved out maybe six months prior to that, our encounter, I just moved the business out of my garage. Out of the garage? Just straight out of the garage, took that first step and yeah. I was driving and
1: Zach was with me and Zach's on the phone because I was driving past your old building and I'm like, look at that. And he's like, what am I looking at? (laughs) And I'm like just look at the building. I'm like, I'll tell you later. Just look at the building. So we get over there. He was like, what were you trying to point? I go, that's where Jay used to be. <laughs> and he's like, oh crap. Anyway, so we're really excited to talk to you today and, and get your journey because I think it's an inspiration to a lot of the other pool pros that are starting, right? To be able to see that vision that you've had and all your struggles because it hasn't been easy, right? I think everybody always just sees the new building and just assumes Here's a guy with a lot of talent, a lot of luck, and he's never had any issues. But it's always an uphill battle to get there. So we're excited, so thank you for coming on here today. So let's jump in, and the first question that I'm gonna ask you is really tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: So I'm married, I have two kids. If we're not working, we're doing sports and really taking care of the kids right now. That's been a couple of years, but other than that, I've got a military background. I was in the U.S. Navy, where I learned a lot of my electronics. So I'm very confident when we show up to an equipment pad on the electronics from that aspect. But other than that, me and my wife and my two kids, and we try to wake up and hit the ground running and try to do our best every day. Now, how long were you in the military? I was in the military for five years. For five years. Yes. And what did you do in the
1: military, if you could share?
4: Yeah. I worked on Everybody's Scene, Top Gun. Top Gun. So I did all the cockpit, every switch, there's about 200 switches in the cockpit, every switch goes to a different communication, navigation, weapons, radar, all of that. You pull a little box out, kind of like this computer, all the components inside that make that box, let's say a display for instance, there's resistors, diodes, all that kind of stuff in there, we'd pull that box out, if it wasn't working, we'd take it back to the shop, we'd open it up, repair it, or swap it out, put it back in, test it, and then sign off the work order, and hopefully that's good to go for that jet. Where were you based out of? I was based out of Lemoore, California. It's uh, just south of Fresno. Uh But anytime we boarded a ship, we'd go to San Diego or Norfolk or Washington. But for a majority of my career, I was stationed in Lemoore, California. Gotcha. So you weren't always on a
1: ship. You were a lot of time on land just working on...
4: Yeah, we were land-based. When the carrier went out and our planes would land on the yeah, that's when we were on the ship. Other than that, we were all land-based. We were about 200 miles inland, and we worked on all the jets there. There's a quite a big, there's 10 or 15 squadrons on a base out there. Really big base. But yeah, we were out in the San Joaquin Valley, and it was... <laughs> it was <a> good time. <laughs> Uh Nothing out there. It's kind of like going to Midland. There's just nothing out there. Yeah. But cow farms and cotton patches. Yeah. Just hidden out there. Yeah, Yeah. You don't need to be with all that everybody else is at, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Planes
1: can fly anywhere. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's fun being in that environment, obviously,
4: because you're seeing such cool aviations and electronics and the technology, right? Yeah, the technology was really cool stuff that's on those jets. And I left just before the F-35 came out, but there's some really cool technology. That's on some the, legit stuff, Yeah. Huh? yeah.
1: Now, yeah. let me ask you, on those boards when you're taking them off, are you guys taking the boards in and you're actually repairing that board? Or do you guys normally like swap the board and then get that board fixed?
4: So there's two levels. There's I-level and then there's O-level. In the beginning of my career, I was O-level, which means we literally just pull the box out We'll put the new box in and test it. There was some wire chasing. Obviously, there's cameras inside the cockpit. They record everything. Any data going on with the plane, they'll record it, as everybody knows. But our main goal was to get those jets out so they can continue with their mission. So we didn't actually fix the components inside. That's eye level. So eye level would take the box, they would take it all apart, swap circuit boards, and all that. And then they'd bring us back a good box. So we just continually had good boxes and just swapped them out on the fly, as we call it. And then if you wanted to go eye level and do all that, you could. Mm-hmm. But that was, unless you were voluntold, that was voluntary Mm -hmm. to go that route. Mm -hmm. So I wanted O-level because I wanted to be on top where the flight line was. I wanted to be running the jets. I wanted to talk to the pilots. I wanted to interact. I wanted to get in the jet and actually, you know, we had to fire the jet up and check the communications and talk to people, talk to other jets that are flying around or whatever. I wanted to really be interactive. I didn't want to sit with my wrist strapped to a grounding wire <laughs> doing the diodes yeah. Yeah, soldering yeah, yeah how, but that
1: wasn't me but think how cool that is yeah like just to be on one of those jets and fire up one of those bad boys and be able to do uh, right i've always found that like super fascinating
2: leslie was in the navy in anacortes and she did something with i'm gonna botch it like avionics or something yeah. but she yeah. was in the shop like repairing stuff it's yeah. pretty interesting and
1: she's definitely a badass yeah <laughs> She brought that home from the military. So, Hey, a couple of quick things here. My next neighbor is a fire pilot. We got out here. Thank you for your service from Cool Tech USA. Prestige Pool and Patio join. Eugene, stay online because we are going to be discussing the service and the maintenance thing. Jay has figured it all out for us and we're gonna settle this bad boy today. So stick around, post some messages on here, but we figured it all out. Jay cleared it out for us completely, so stay tuned. Jen, big shout out to you, pool guy extraordinaire. If I've forgotten anybody else on here, please forgive me, these messages on Instagram are flying through, so it's hard to, on this one it's a little bit harder to keep up. We'll have to figure that out, so sorry about that. So Jay,
2: I
4: wanted to ask you, how did you get your start into the pool industry? So it was back in 06, 07. I had a, quite a long-term job right out of high school. I quickly figured that I didn't want to be in like manufacturing. Not quickly. I was in there for six, seven years. I got out of that, and I didn't know what to do. And my buddy, he was running a pool route, and he said, hey, man, just jump on, help me out, kind of help me get through. At that time, he was doing basically all of Fort Worth. Fort Worth is a pretty big city and he was touching north south east and west all within one week and he's like man just help me out a little bit maybe you'll learn something and maybe you'll find something to do in the meantime and uh, i quickly learned that he wanted me to take over his route so he could move up and start doing maintenance i took over the route it only lasted about six months i knew i didn't want to do that at that time and that's when i joined the navy so i had very small stint in the pool industry went off and did the navy really learned discipline how to finish through everything. When I got out, I didn't have anything to do. Again, I was stuck. I moved to Denton. At that time, my sister lives there. She still lives there. I moved in with her, right out of the Navy. I didn't have anything to do, kind of piddling around. And my nephews worked for one of the largest real estate companies in Denton. They were apartment maintenance, yard crew, that kind of thing. And I was like, ah, let me try it out. And I did that for a while. And the owner of the company, he has a pool And he was complaining about something. He's like, man, I've got something going on with my pool. He was talking to my nephews. And he's like, I've had this company out three times. They can't figure out what's wrong. And they said, Jay's worked on pools. Maybe he can look at it. And I was like, sure, yeah, you know, I'll take a look at it. And sure enough, within like 30 minutes, I had his pool fixed. He's like, great, you're going to take over my pool now. And I was like, I'm still doing maintenance. I'm still working on apartments, doing all this stuff. He's like, yeah, that's okay. It shouldn't take you an hour. Just go ahead and do it and we'll be all right. I was like, okay, you know, I forgot about all the chemistry. You know, I knew how to put a vacuum in a pool and net. And I was like, man, what did I get myself into? So sure enough, every Monday, I had to take care of his pool. That lasted maybe a year and two months. And every Monday, I had to do it after work. And the neighbor came out one day and he started talking to me. He's like, man, I see you over here every Monday. I go over there and that pool looks great. And guess what? the same person that used to be doing his pool is still doing my pool. Why don't I give you a shot at it and you take care of my pool? And I was like, great, awesome. Let's fill my Monday up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 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 and sure enough, I started doing his pool. And then that became a habit, like every Monday. And just word got out, just naturally. Hey, I've got something wrong with my pool or this, that, and the other. Can Jay come take a look at it? And I really built up a lot of trust with these people from the beginning. I still had that military mentality before I knew it. Two and a half years down the road, I had 19 pulls, but I was working after hours after my nine to five and I was working Saturday. So that's how I fell back into it. I really didn't know what I was going to do. It just fell in my lap and I just embraced it and ran with it. That's absolutely awesome, right? It's yeah. cool, I, 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 <laughs> the,
3: I love that. The one thing I love is hearing the stories of how everybody right. got into the pull industry. It's fascinating to me. It seems like it's the, and I said it again yesterday at the podcast, it just seems like for a lot of us, it just, just grabs us, right? Or we just fall into it. It's not something that we're really going for or looking for, and it just hits us, and then we catch the bug or we figure out and we have an aha moment that hey this can actually be something and i can be great at this and this can be very lucrative for me and i can see myself doing this it's either your legacy right and you've it's been passed down to you from generation to generation or it's people like us just we just fall into it and then we embrace it and we run with it so that's pretty amazing so at the beginning you were obviously just servicing pools on your own doing it after your other job at what point did you Get to the point that you wanted to hire somebody and you hired and brought somebody on the service pools.
4: There's kind of a backstory to that. So my old boss came to me, you know, he figured out what was going on, and I had joked around in the office a little bit, hey, if I get two more pools, I may think about going off on my own. And he heard that and he sat me down and he's like, look, yeah, I see what's going on here. you here pretty soon you're gonna have to make a decision. And my wife and I had just bought a house, just had our first kid, and I only had nineteen pools at at the time. I made the decision. I'm gonna go ahead and try it. I'm gonna go ahead, let's do this, dive off the deep end, sink or swim kind of deal. And so right off the bat, I told him, I'm gonna go do this, I started cleaning pools. We hit about 30 pools, almost within two months. People, word got out. But then we hit stagnant, hit a plateau. So I went out and I started going to all the pool builders and I offered free pool school. I knew that when the pool builders were almost done, collected their last check, they had to give a pool school. And I'd been hearing around town. That's when I took a pull over. It was like a thirty-minute deal. We don't really know what's going on. He told me this, this, and this, and then I don't know. And so I offered pool school. I, that was my way to get in the door. When I hit about thirty pools with maintenance and service, I decided to hire somebody. At that time, my my father-in-law had moved down here to be with our son. And he didn't really have a job lined up. He tried out landscaping. He got his irrigators license. And I was like, you know what? They're working you too hard. Come over here, work with me, not for me, work with me. And we'll do these 30 pools. And then after we get these 30 pools done, we'll go out, we'll do filter cleans, we'll do motor swaps, we'll do these pool schools. We'll do all these things for these builders. And then that kind of just started rolling. And every spring, it feels like that's when you really get a boost in customers' At least around here. So that first spring when I hired him, I think we picked up another 30 pulls. So we were at 60 pulls 2017. That was all pre COVID. That was pre COVID. Okay. 2017, we got 60 pulls. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and split. That's really where I say my first hire was. Like I hired him and he was running around with me, but to hire him and have him take on the route, that's 2017 was probably my first hire. And so he took that over and man, that was, first I had to learn to let go. That's probably my biggest deal is to let go. And then second, to trust him to go and do what I had done with my discipline and my perfection as trying to take care of these pulls as perfect as I could. That was two of the hardest things was to let him go and do his thing. So 2017 was my first hire and that's probably the hardest jump in all this whole journey is that first hire. One of the things, and especially
1: we talk about it, especially with communities, and I think Texas might be a little bit different. So I've lived in California. You know, Obviously, a lot of the cities are really big. But you're in Denton, Texas, and that's a smaller town in Texas. It's a college. Well, it's not a college. It's a university, right? Two universities. Two yes. uni- so you have UNT and who else? TWU. Oh, that's right. The, yeah. the women's, Texas Women's University is down there. And so it's not as small as it seems that it is. But for some reason, for Texas, that seems like it's very small. But what you get, I think, in, in Denton, which I love about it, is that, like John was saying, that sense of community. Mm-hmm. It's very different than Dallas or Fort Worth, yeah. that it's so big, and so you get a company, you get somebody like Jay that comes in, they start to do a really good job, and that word is just gonna spread like wildfire mm-hmm. in those smaller towns. And then for those smaller towns, you have to be very careful, because that reputation
4: can make you or can break you. Especially with my name on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with an na- Yeah. So, yes. So, everybody picturing it, right? It's a big town,
1: right? But it really has that small town feel, and the support that you get from everybody in, in that town is absolutely amazing. And I love Denton. Zach had never been there. I thought we had taken Zach there, John. I love Denton. I love yeah. it, because...
3: I get to make a right on the 380 and I don't have to make a <laughs> left, left. Right? and go towards you because I hate going down the now, 380. Do you yeah. hate Real going big.
1: towards me because it's Edgar or the no, traffic? No, the traffic.
3: Okay. No, it's the traffic. Drives me crazy, but I can make a right and it's just free going. Right, yeah. I have nothing to worry about. And Denton's more of like an, it's an older established town yes. too, right? There's not many new home builds or is there? Did you go through that big boom that everyone else has?
4: Yep. We're in the process of going through that. I think I was telling you yesterday... Denton did not allow big business up until 2004, and then there's a huge spot where 380 meets 35. It's called Razor Ranch, huge ranch right there up against the highway. For the longest, nobody could build on that, and so they extended the loop and they built on Teasley and 35, Lily and Miller and 35, and they really blew that up where the mall is, where the Buckeyes is. That really blew up. And then I wasn't there at that time; I was in the military. But when I came back and in- 2012. Razor Ranch just opened up. They had a Sam's, they had a Walmart, they had a Home Depot now. They didn't only had an Ace Hardware, it was called Payless back then, but they only had that up until 2004. When I moved back to see how much it exploded, and then Argyle has really taken off on the south side of Denton, but just west of 35, there's North Lakes where there's probably 2,000 homes and anything north of that, they're about to start. I think there's probably four phases, but I think there's another close to 5,000 homes just in our area that's going to be built over the next five to 10 years. John, they get the beauty of both, right? They get the beauty of of having a lot of the newer stuff,
1: but then Denton downtown has just maintained, and you can tell it's not going to change. It's going to keep that small town. I love it. I love it too.
3: There's it's some... not as bougie as
1: uh, Prosper. <laughs> yeah. You, you had to go there, right? <laughs> you know, but, Prosper, but, everything's but, all bougie, but, dude. but isn't that where you're going to live and prosper? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Janie, are you living in Prosper? Yeah. Yes. There you go. So oh. that You know what? Uh, don't never. answer the question because I, I don't even <laughs> care what you say. It's not going to be what's going to happen. <laughs> Zach, I know you have a couple of questions here. Let me just do a quick couple of shout outs. Rebecca Jackson is on here going, oh my God, I know him.
4: Oh, RJ, yes, RJ. So shout out RJ.
1: And then we have Todd Booth is on here. Good afternoon, guys. Coastal Cactus Pools, Ahoy Pool and Lawn. Big shout out to you, Texas Pool Smith, Akron Chris, Fountain Girl. We have Cannon Look Spider. We have Cannonball Pools. I think now. uh, Uh Uh oh. So, anyways, big shout out to all you guys out there. John,
3: take this over. Okay. Let's just get this over with, John. Go. It's an ongoing debate, and this is industry-wide, not just within us here, and at least where I'm at, and I'm happy to know now that you're on service team, right? (laughs) But Because usually everybody in Texas is on the maintenance side, but when it comes down to monthly servicing a pool, right... What does that mean to you? Is it repairs or is it doing the servicing, the water chemistry, the cleaning, the vacuuming? What is it to you? Do you service the pools monthly or do you maintain them monthly?
4: We service the pools. Ah, beautiful. And why is that? It's like your car. You kick the tires, check the air pressure. You're servicing it. You want to keep it, change the oil. But when something bad breaks down, you check engine light comes on, you got to send that in for maintenance. And then in the military, how would that be? Same deal. Same exact way. If the plane goes down, oh, it's going in for maintenance. How long is maintenance? I don't know. But hey, we got to service that jet. We got a 14-day, 7-day, 13-day. Yeah, that's service. That's a reoccurring deal.
3: Yeah. So once we bring the military into it, I think it's case (laughs) closed. It's It's case (laughs) closed.
1: And you know what? I'm glad that this is John that said it, because if it was me saying it, Jay, everybody would give me crap. But John has spoken, right? Yes. So, are we done with this conversation? I I think we are
3: absolutely done with it. It's ongoing. I mean,
2: Eugene said no. I was just starting to love this guy.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Eugene, I think we gave a chance for Eugene to explain
3: why. For sure. Yeah, and he failed miserably. And
1: <laughs> Eugene, we love you, brother, but Jay's in here, man, and he's telling us exactly why it is, right? And if, like John said, if it's in the military, conversation's yeah, done, done it's over done. with. So, all I have right. a lot of
2: work to do to flip all my website. All right. So, anyways, Jay. I'm curious to know how many employees
4: do you currently employ and how many pools are each one of them doing? So we have three guys servicing pools. I've got them overloaded. They're doing about 60 to 70 pools each. And then we have an office manager, Trixie, mm-hmm. who's awesome. She takes care of a lot of the back end stuff. And then me. That's it. Us five. Are you responsible for all of the repairs? Do you have them? doing repairs? Right now I am doing a majority of the repairs. If somebody doesn't have experience and I train them to do a pool, I'll slowly feed them maintenance stuff. I'll work orders, we'll call it. Filter cleans. I just had a guy who's going to go to the boot camp. He started about four weeks ago. I had him clean all cartridge filters because he hasn't been introduced to the old school Hayward DE filter yet. He's really good at cartridge filters, so I've got to take him out there and show him how to put that puzzle piece back together. Yeah, you want him to stick around. You don't want him to (laughs) 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 share. That's why. But he's got an HVAC background, so wiring up, we took out a whole panel and upgraded everything to Wi-Fi and hooking all the supply lines up to the breakers and going to relay all the relays and then programming all that. He kind of caught on to that, and then we sent him to Jandy Training two weeks ago, and he knew... What he was touching and feeling in the jandy training because we had already gone over this i like to train them once and then let them try to figure out their way to do it but other than that everybody just like me you know i didn't know how to swap a motor until i did it so without getting throwing them to the wolves just train them slowly so yes to answer your question i am doing all the maintenance currently
1: i think that's how most pool guys learn right like we watch once or twice but i'm at least that way i, I have to touch and i have to do it myself in mm-hmm. order to really learn it mm-hmm. and if i don't you can show me 50 videos you could show me to tell me 50 to thousand times i could watch over your shoulder until the screwdriver's in my hand and i'm doing it i don't learn and i think for the most part, I think our industry is like that, right? I think most of the pros that get out there want to touch,
3: feel. and For sure. And I think most of us in the industry who have been in it for a while have learned by trial and error. And there wasn't really the education out there. And that's what we're trying to change and trying to do here. Absolutely. So that we don't have to go through the struggles we went through. We sound like our parents. I don't want you to go through the struggles that we went through when <laughs> we were growing up and I walked 15 miles in the snow barefoot my dad used to tell me that You know, Ups, I mean? uphill both uphill.
4: ways, uh, uphill, both both ways,
3: ways. Yeah, like, how's that possible <laughs> okay dad hey, but it's the truth i remember when i did it, i swapped out my first motor i just did it i just went for it i'm like all right here we go yeah. right you know what i mean and they didn't have youtube it was rough man and it leaked and it made noise and i forgot parts and it was <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it wasn't that bad, but no, but that's how we learn, right? Yeah. It is through trial and error, right? And sometimes that's the best teacher, and at least with me it really is, but it's nice to have a at least a guideline and to know, you know ahead of time, okay, this is like a blueprint or a plan, and then go from there. But I'm a hands-on person as yeah. well. I need to touch and feel in order to really grasp it and understand it, and just reading something or watching somebody do doesn't necessarily do it for me. Get out of my way. Let me get in it. That's how I am. Absolutely. Maybe should we take a break? Yeah, I
1: was just going to say, hey, guys, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue with Jay.
0: The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals. Featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to UltimatePoolTools.com or Instagram at Ultimate Pool Tools.
5: Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today.
0: Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Pro Series FOSS Remove or FOSS Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypak's new Avia HD models that utilize Nitec, their exclusive industry-first technology. Nitec heat exchanger technology is Raypak's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to copper nickel in critical surfaces, Nitec creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash Nitech.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. I was trying to get Janie to do the intro there, but she was like, not going to happen. She went, boo. (laughs) (laughs) She booed me. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Jay Breakfield, BPS, out in Denton, Texas. Before we jump back in, I want to give out a couple more shout-outs out here. So, First of all, I want to apologize. You're overwhelmed right so over now, the, Yeah, I'm like the overwhelmed. You got chat, yeah. you got the so, Instagram, you got... So the Instagram thing that we're doing is new. That feed just is 100 miles an hour, a lot quicker than what we have on Restream. And then we have our LinkedIn, which LinkedIn doesn't interface. So you have to check that separate. I don't want people to think that I'm ignoring them. So anyways, Haley Miriam, thank you for your service to you, Jay. Thanks, um, Haley. And then Chance Gibbs, excellent team at BPS.
4: Thanks, Chance.
1: Those are all friends. Those are all friends. Love it. I love it when people come on and they support and they do all that kind of stuff. Anyways, bear with me here for just a second. We have Prestige going, what? No, I was just starting to love this guy. I think I talked about that. And it's Jojo. What's going on? Big shout out to her out there. And that's Prism Pools, Daniel and his wife. Did you see the post that they did? They do a bunch of great posts. Did you see the one where the
3: Wednesday, they're yeah. doing exercise and they're watching awesome. our Instagram <laughs> yeah. live? Yeah. Did with you see the, that one? Yeah, with the phone right there on the bottom. Right yeah, there, right? and then she's and doing her exercise, iron. and
1: then Daniel's over there pumping iron in yeah. the back, just yeah. kind of thing. With the
3: Rockies, it was awesome. So,
1: big shout out to both of those. Aaron Pool Service, big shout out to you as well. Thank you guys for all your support for Jay. That means a lot to him. You all are great people. It's kind of debated, right? Whether we're all great people, I think I might be a great guy. Are you a great guy? I think so. For the people that actually know me, I think so. Zach, we're still on the fence with Zach, right? To be determined. To be determined. (laughs) (laughs) We're kidding, Haley. We're just giving Zach a hard time over here. Mr. Question Taker, is that what we call him, John? What do we call him? question taker? The question taker. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) The question maker. There you go. The question maker. He makes us question things Yeah, that's what he does. So anyways, so Jay, let's talk a little bit about hiring because I think as you're going through your journey, right? With yours, you had somebody that you were able to bring on. You've continued to grow. You've continued to bring other people onto your team and that's not always easy, right? For someone that's thinking about growing, for some of those pool pros out there that are thinking of bringing on that first employee with your experience what kind of advice would you give them
4: the first thing i gotta say is before i hire somebody i go back to i think it's episode 26 or 46 i think it's 46 where y'all talk about hiring for the first time and what? I, I, really I, yeah yeah you have that memorized you remember that yes wow that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool y'all have a lot of good information a lot of it and what i do is generally i put the word out right Like y'all were talking about in that episode, if you go to like Outback Steakhouse and you got a good server and offer them a card, have them come in, do they want to switch careers? I think at that point, when I heard that episode, we really locked onto the fact that this is a career. You know, I'm not just me, I'm not supporting my family. I could go back to 60 pools and do all that, but to really take off and really be a career, learning everything that we've learned. So I put the word out there with friends, with family, with other business owners. If you're being a member of the Chamber of Commerce, you really interact with a lot of other small businesses. Like when COVID hit, all the bars shut down. And so I know the owners of the bars, they went out and started landscape companies. Who else is in the backyard or in the front yard? This guy. And they came to us and they're like, hey, do you have anybody that has landscaping needs? And I was like, I can put your name out there. Do you have a card? And so that's what we do. And then after that, then I'll put it on N D, try to filter through those. And that's our process. And I'll take five or six applications and we'll filter through those i personally am not i have too much trust in people Mm -hmm. i like to as y'all were talking about the other day i latch on to their how good they're making me feel at the time Uh so i'm not a very good person so i put that off on my wife Uh and she kind of filters through them and then my partner troy in mako i let him check out the resumes and then from there i'll have Trixie interview them She's got a list of questions. And then from there, if they make it through those two or three people and they make it to me, I've already made up my decision. We just really need to talk salary at that point or money, but take them from Indeed. I filter through, give them to those three people, and then I really enjoy their feedback. And then I go from there. That's an awesome awesome setup, Zach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that you recognize that you get the more emotional side of it and separate yourself from that at first. I don't do that, and I think I need to do that because I'm a lot like you. I'm naturally like a benefit of the doubt giver and that type of person. I'm not the
3: skeptic, so. Look, I talk about it a thousand times about strength-based, right, organization, and you need to understand what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, and then you embrace your weaknesses, but don't beat yourself up on them and say, I have to be the best at this. If you're in a position, if you're a one-man show or a one-woman show, then yes, you have to, overcome it and you have to fight through it because you got nobody else you can depend on to do it. But when you're in a position and you can lean on somebody, embrace that and say, Hey, I suck at this, or I'm not good at this. And it might not be the best for our company, and then let me delegate this or let me ask somebody who is better at this to do it because it'll benefit everybody. Nobody wants to do stuff that they're not good at, and nobody wants to do something, even if they think they're good at it, but it's not good for the company. You shouldn't be doing it anyways, right? <laughs> so, even if you enjoy it, like oh, you might love putting in pumps or doing automation, but boy, it's not good. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Let's find something else to do. But, anyways, embracing that and doing it is like, Perfect is exactly where you want to be. And if you're in a position to where you don't have somebody like that in your organization, your company, then you interview and you find somebody that thrives or loves to do it. Because things that we hate to do, I promise you, there's someone else in the world that loves to do it, and vice versa. So being able to have that sets you up for success because that is the absolute way to go. Because you hire the wrong person, you're in trouble. And one of the big things is we talk about it all the time, right? What works
1: for one company doesn't work for the other company. And, and I think that's something that we always talk about is you have to find what works for your company. And a lot of people say, I just do the interviews. But in your setup, you're like, that doesn't work for me, right? So I'm gonna do something different in my business that's gonna fit my business a little bit better. I just love that. I love that they're doing that separate. You're getting feedback from a couple people and that kind of filters a lot of it for you. Then again,
3: I don't want to keep talking about it, but I think it's important. We talked yesterday or we talked when we did. It's all a blur. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't yesterday. It was the day before yesterday when we did a podcast with Leanne about hiring and sitting down next Uh to somebody. When you're there and doing that interview and an applicant comes in and you're sitting down with them, it is a show. It is an absolute show. And that person, if they have half a brain, they're putting on their best show and At a lot of times, they might be saying things that might not necessarily be the truth, and they're trying to say what you think you want them to say, right? It's that honeymoon period. And if you have multiple interviews, and that's what we used to do back in my day, we always had four interviews. You had your initial thing where people went in, they logged in, they did a little aptitude test or whatever, and they answered these weird questions. And it based on, hey, this person would be great at a warehouse. This person's great for customer service. This person's that. We'd have a list of it and we'd bring people in. And then they'd have an initial interview. And then after that interview, if they passed it, it goes up to the next interview and then with the salary manager. And after that, it would get moved up to the general manager of the building, and I'd sit down and it would just be a job offer, right? Unless I see some red flags that they miss or whatever it may be. But the people that are hiring them are bringing, by the time it gets to me, the supervisor, their direct supervisor already put their stamp of approval on and said, I want this person to work for me. And I'm okay to have them. And I'm not going to tell them, hey, you need to have the people that you want to work for you unless there's a huge red flag. But having that layer of interviewing, you go back and we converse and we say, oh, well, no, he told me this in the interview. And then when they interviewed, they said this. Because when people lie, it's hard. My father said, "If you never have to remember what you say, don't tell a lie." Yeah, it's simple. Yep. The only time you have to sit and, re- and thats with me too. <laughs> I don't—I don't want to have to remember. I hate going back, and my brain is like a VHS tape now. I can remember things that Zach are very important know what that to me. Is. <laughs> I can remember things that are very important to me that I need to, and I go, "Okay, shit, I have to remember this right," or numbers or certain things like that. But other than that, I'm just like, it just, what happened last week or the week before some of the mundane things, my VHS tape just filters right through and re-records over it, right? And I just do that. And when somebody asks me something or I need, I just tell the truth and that way I don't have to worry about it next week when they ask me again, it's the truth. I don't have to think about it. But when you're lying or you're trying to be misleading, and I don't think they do it necessarily because they're trying to be malicious or they're trying to really get, over, they just want to put on their best foot and they want to impress you. Right, And they think sometimes that they're not good enough or they want you, whatever it may be. So they do that, but that's stuff you need to address and see what type of how severe it is. And having those filters really helps you weed out some of the bad actors that are there that just try to screw you over. I think it's badass that you do that.
2: Thank you, thank you. So Jay, I wanna shift gears here a little bit because you
4: also build polls and I'm interested to know how you got into that. The sky's the limit, right? Not many people know in Denton, there's one, my competitor, there's only really one, and they've been around a very long time since the 60s. So starting the service, doing the maintenance, I had a couple of remodels under my belt and I really enjoyed it. It was a little bit more challenging for scheduling and there's more hands involved and then really accepting the responsibility of that detail of work and involving the customer I knew I wanted to build pools. I had actually gone to Troy probably about five or six years ago and I said, look, I'm off on my own. I really want to build pools. I've known Troy almost 25 years. He owns Roofing Company. I was like, man, I don't know that I can actually afford right now to build pools because there's a lot of money out of your pocket up front. But that's what I ultimately want to do. It was 2017. He was Booming with the hailstorm, he's like, nah, I really don't want to get involved with that. Thank you for thinking of me. Come back to right before COVID, literally August of 2019, or maybe probably June of 2019. He came to me and he's like, man, you've really, you really know your stuff. Like you really embraced it. You go to all these classes. Word on the street in Denton is, you know, if you want something fixed on your pool, go to Jay because he knows what he's doing. He's not gonna charge you an arm and a leg. He's answers his phone. He'll get back to you all these things. And he came to me, he's like, Man, I think it's time to build pools. What do you need? What do you need? And I was like, First, I gotta go take a class. If you really wanna do that and we'll do all the LLC and all the legal stuff, I need to get on a plane and I need to go do a class. So I went and took a class for four days and I learned the basics of building a pool. I had a little bit of knowledge from the remodel stuff. Obviously, I had a little bit of knowledge from apartment maintenance, but I had all the confidence that I had learned in the military to really just jump in and figure it out. And then sure enough, we LLC'd in August of 2019. It's funny, three days later, somebody hit us up on Instagram and that was our first build. And we designed it. Actually, me and my wife designed it and put it on paper. And he said, let's do it. And then COVID hit. Does it still hold water? (laughs) It's Actually, yeah.
0: It still holds water?
4: Not only does it still hold water, but he called us back two years later and he's like, I want to put a rain shower on this and I want to put swings over the spa and I want to do all this. And it's a beautiful pool. We still showcase it. Awesome design. And yeah, actually Justin takes care of the pool today. Oh, I, that's awesome. It's over on 635 and 75, and I did not want to maintain it, so I called Justin, and he still takes care of that pool today. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so Justin, Blue Moon Pools, yep. buddy out from California that moved out here. So, oh. yeah, ask him how that pool's doing.
2: <laughs> no, right, right.
4: <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> so why didn't you want to maintain it? Was it because you wanted to say, oh, it's a service guy that screwed it up. It wasn't us? or what?
4: <laughs> No. So Denton, there's enough in Denton, like our radius to take care of pools on a weekly deal is in y'all entered traffic today. I mean, y'all got traffic today. I don't want to have to drive 45 minutes. Yeah. So we reduced our radius to actually service pools to just a very small area. And it's probably within five to seven. I think our furthest pool is 11 or 12 minutes away from the shop.
3: You brought up COVID because it happened right around that time. So were you building pools during COVID? Yes. Yes. And that was What an interesting, that was right when you started, (laughs) right? Yeah. I mean, talk about baptism by fire, right? One way to do it, that's amazing.
4: Yeah, it was interesting. That was probably one of the hardest things to get through. So what was that craziness like during that time? Every morning you woke up, that's all that was on the news. It was on the news all day. Everybody has a different aspect of how life is, and just trying to interact with people to get information or getting supplies. We hadn't even had the freeze yet freeze of 2021. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's right. So just meeting that first person for that first pool, they were staying like 10 feet yeah. away. Right. And it's, man, I can't really, you know, hey, check this out. And they're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a Can you email that to me? And I'm like, <laughs> setting up a projector. It's like, I really need to show you this because I can build a pool all day long. It's how the finished product looks, your tile, your coping, your plaster, where you want your equipment set. How all of that is going to interact with once I walk out the backyard and I'm done, this needs to work for you. So that was probably one of the hardest things. So I want to ask, because I think it takes a lot of uh,
2: guts to build pools, and I don't think that's something I can handle stress-wise. What are some of the
4: challenges that you face building pools? Scheduling. Scheduling is one, trying to get everything to come together. Uh, Probably the hardest aspect of building pools for us that really were our stuff bottlenecks is the design. We're not a volume builder. We can pride ourselves in we are a custom pool builder. So we don't do a lot of pools, but the pools we do complete and actually get a chance to transform a backyard. It's a phenomenal layout. We really take into consideration everything. Before covid It was put a pool in my backyard. We'll swim in it during and after COVID. It was everybody stayed in their backyard. Nobody went anywhere. Outdoor kitchens really became a huge thing. People were refinancing left and right to do outdoor kitchens. Golfing is a huge deal now. Everybody wants turf. Everybody wants a putting green in their backyard now. Trying to take all that in and then put it on paper and then put it in the backyard that's really difficult. But once all that's done, really being on site and making sure everybody's doing their job. You know, if it's 20% rain chance outside, concrete guys aren't coming, plaster guys aren't coming. Electricians, it depends on who your electrician is, but trying to get them out there and them really understanding all the new technology, all the pumps, they hook up to breakers now, they don't hook up to relays. I got a text from my guy. On Friday, when we were at the ribbon cutting, he's like, hey, we've got three pumps here. Does each one have a relay? And I'm like, I got it at five o'clock. But I was like, no, man, it's all communication wire now. But he doesn't know that. He only knows one variable speed pump on the, the smaller pool. So trying to get everybody on the same page and coordinating all that, that's probably one of the most harder aspects of that. Plus, it's me. I'm out there helping these guys, training these guys. We do have a project manager. He's doing a great job, but mistakes like Friday... We have two fire bowls with water. Somebody forgot to run the conduit for the lights. It's in the shell, but where does it go from there? Our electricians couldn't find it. So it's just something you have to deal with.
3: You made your progression from servicing pools to building pools, right? And then now the next natural step is obviously retail, right? That's Mm -hmm. one of the roads that you can take and that you're embracing that. What made you want to go in that direction?
4: So again, Denton is real small. There's only one large competitor in Denton, and I've really embraced that. Interesting fact, as far as I know, now that I have opened retail, I am the second privately owned retail store ever in Denton. Knowing that, I really wanted to pursue that. Now, I don't want to be open on Saturdays. There's some stipulations to all that, but there's a lot of DIYers in Denton, and not everybody knows the chemistry. I think a majority of my phone calls from DIYers are like, I have this issue with my pool. I can't, it's cloudy. I can't, I've thrown everything at it. I've been back and forth to Leslie's. They make me buy $800 worth of chemicals. Can you just come out? And they're like, within 24 hours, it's beautiful. It's pristine. They're like, how did you do that? I'm like, man, I wish I could just bring you in, do a chemical analysis, point you in the right direction, and then hear all the good things that happened because you did it and you didn't pay me to do it. And that's really why we open retail. We're not a full retail store. We are chemicals only, chemical testing. But also, I really just wanted to put my toes in that door. I didn't want to jump full blown into retail. I think you have some experience with retail. It's not, most people can Amazon it or get online and buy it. Can't really get a lot of chemicals through the mail right now. I'm just testing my waters and seeing how the chemistry goes. Yeah.
1: I'm going to tell you how that whole thing is going to play out. So you got Jay. He started servicing right? He built his business. Now he's got a couple of people building it, doing it, right? Servicing. He does the maintenance. He's building pools. He's tippy-toeing as he puts it into the retail. And you said something that I know you a little bit and I know how you think. And if you looked at it, he said, you are the only second independent retail store in the area, right? write this down, I don't doubt that the next time we talk to him, he's gonna be like, we decided to go all in and we're going all retail. (laughs) I put my toe in, figured it out, sat down, figured out logistically what it is that we need to do, and now we're gonna create that third part of our arm to the industry. I don't doubt it. I know how you are methodical about thinking about everything, how you set up every one of your businesses, and I don't have a doubt that you're gonna go down that path. And you've got such great connections down in denton and you're known so well why not now you
3: serve the whole community every yeah, pool owner, be bright, right right yeah. and it's full circle you're the one-stop shop for anybody and everybody in your area that has a swimming pool so you do have that DIYers that do their thing but now you're able to serve them and i'm sure you're going to transition a few of them into servicing their pools as well right or Replastering them because they screwed it up. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Or whatever you need to do. But now, instead of not focusing on the whole picture, right? Or not opening your business or not being able to serve your whole community, now you're just able to take care of everybody and get at least more market share there. And I think it's just a natural progression for anybody that's doing what you're doing. And you're going to do an amazing job of it. And just like you said before, and you threw a little tidbits in there, you said how people. Already you're a trustworthy person, right? You have the integrity, you live by certain values and people know and feel that and see that, especially in, in smaller communities and they talk and reputations, everything, you know, and you have that trust with that community. So they're going to want to, I, if you didn't do it, people would force you to, into doing it because they're like, we really need your help. So I think you guys are going to do great. You will be a full retail shop. I can totally see it down the road. And who cares what people can buy online? They can't buy your knowledge. And that person-to-person right relationship and understanding, I think you're going to do extremely well.
4: It's funny you say that, because just after y'all left, I had a couple of customers show up to the ribbon cutting. And he's a retired guy, does a lot of stuff himself. And he noticed my Polaris wall. And he's like, man, you work on Polaris too? And I'm like, man, I've, I've sent out emails on everything that we do, but yes, yes. we work on Polaris too. Right. And he's like, you're only Kim's only. And I said, yeah, we're Kim's only. He's like, man, I've tried to repair my Polaris multiple times. I've got to send back these parts on Amazon two, three, four times. And I was like, man, just come in. And already, I didn't get sleep last night. My, I woke up this morning and talked to my wife first Told thing. And you. I, yeah. Called it. I was it. like, okay, I can buy Polaris parts yeah. for pennies on the dollar through distribution. If he needs a wheel screw, I'll buy three and then naturally progress from there. But Polaris parts, that's a huge deal around us. A lot of our neighborhoods have, we got customers that have 20 oak trees in the back. And then we get the northerly winds. They're not the Santa Ana winds, but we get northerly and then it turns around and then we get the southerly winds. And those Polaris And then you have fall where they just <laughs> all come down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just to get their foot in the door. Thankfully, we're already Kim's only with him, but Just to get their foot in the door, he walks through the front and sees the tile on the wall. One thing I didn't mention is your pool is your second largest investment of your real property, hands down. And if you don't maintain that 10 to 15 years down the line, you're going to spend a lot of money. If you want to sell your house, inspector comes in, he's going to ding your pool left and right if you don't properly take care of it. Or if it looks like
3: shit, right? Who's going to
4: want to buy it, right? Right, You know what I mean?
3: So it is a very big investment in your home and it does increase your property value as well, depending on how well it's upkept and, or it can be a complete turnoff and people are like, oh, I'm, there's no way I'm buying right. this house. yeah,
1: Hey, big huge shout out out there to Todd's pool service. Y'all are great doing what you do. We appreciate that. And then I think this is going to be your number one fan. Well, it might be your number two fan behind your daughter but your wife is shouting out out here. Jay Brakefield is a stud in all capital. So (laughs) big shout out to the wife out there, Eric. Thank you for jumping on. And then I want to come back over here and give a shout out to Billy out here. Cool tech USA. This is an awesome conversation. We don't service pools, but definitely translate it into how both of our businesses operate and grow. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the conversation. People like genuine people and it's very obvious at the end of the day who has the passion for it and i'm going to agree with you guys 100 i know jay i know he's passionate about what he does i know he's passionate about his community and that just completely sets him apart and that's why i'm telling you that i don't doubt that you will come to us and be like I am going to go full blown into retail because your community, the high level of service that you want to deliver. So I have no doubt. It's been awesome to see your journey. And I know it hasn't been easy, right? You had problems just like everybody else. The hiring process, remember during COVID, those conversations were difficult. Those struggles were real, right? Hey, let's do this. I have one more question for Jay, but I want to ask that question when we come back from a word from our sponsor. So we'll be right back.
5: Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today.
0: Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Series FOSS Remove or FOSS Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypac's new Avia HD models that utilize Nitech, their exclusive industry-first technology. Nitec heat exchanger technology is Raypac's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to copper nickel in critical surfaces, Nitech creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash Nitech.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We're talking to our boy, Jay Brakefield out from Denton, Texas. Want to give a couple shout-outs out here. Wyatt, thank you for coming on. Crawford, Pure Water, Pool and Spa, Alejandro, big shout-out to all you guys. Thanks for joining us live. Our boy, Brian Croissant has a message on here. Congratulations, Jay. I'll be over to see your new place this week. Sorry I missed the excitement yesterday. You know what, Brian? Just for that, you owe us dinner. Only when John is in town. Only when John is in town, right? Because he'll have to... Yeah, oh, for whoosh. sure. Because I'm not a cheap date. That's for sure. No. So, Jay, just to give you a heads up, do whatever you want, but don't invite John to dinner. That's so going to be five or six bills right there. Just because <laughs> if there's one thing that he likes, is food, right? Food. It's a stress, Jay. The way that it works is he goes, where are we... Like, right now, we're trying to figure out where to go eat afterwards. And I'm like, it's too much pressure because... Yeah his palette is such a fine palette, right? Yes, it that, refined. it it's, gets finer. It, it, it does. Yeah. It's getting harder. It's, yeah. And even when we were in Houston down at doing the boot camp down there, John turned to Zach and goes, Hey, where are we going to? he's like, I can't handle the stress of choosing. I'm staying. I'm not picking. And we're like, bro, we're in league city. He's like, Nope, I'm not doing it. He wouldn't tell no, us where would, to
3: go. Wouldn't. It was, it, so, was, it was disappointing, but I think it was the right move because I will unfriend you. <laughs> if that's a word,
2: yep I think the stress is though, after coming up here and seeing all these, you guys have a lot of good places to eat. And I started cycling through and I'm like, nope, I'm like, I don't have anything for hey, you. S-
1: Spider hasn't let us down. Spider, what you got for us? You mean Bob's Steak and Shop House?
3: No, but a- it's a old school steakhouse.
1: Yeah, that's the one we went to the first year where we went with Dennis. Oh, that yes. steakhouse, the big carrot, yeah. yeah, with the big, yeah, carrot. The big yeah. carrot, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's don't, think, yeah, I
3: don't think Jandy ever invited me out to dinner again after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? There was a memo that went through yeah. Fluidra that said <laughs> that you are not allowed to take Pool Nation out to dinner. <laughs> Justify
3: this bill here, right? and then they just said, "Oh, we took John out to dinner, and then
1: of course it made sense." That's where the memo came. So yeah. that's why we're banned to go out to dinner with them. So, anyways. Big shout out to Spider. We still do need a place to to go eat. So I'll think of something. It is a lot of pressure, right, Janie? Derby was a home run, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. I, I love that place, and yeah. it's so close. I go down there all the time. Yeah. Derby is a complete. It doesn't matter what you pick off of that menu. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's they, been good so far. This
3: brisket grilled cheeser was just fire. Mm. That was really good. Should we go back there? Maybe. I would try the something The Cuban different. was good too.
1: No, the Cuban was phenomenal. And the way you just bit. It would just melt, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Eating Nation <laughs> <Yeah>. review <laughs> yeah. show here today. Yeah. But th- that Cuban, John, you bit into it and it just fell apart. Yeah. It's good. just really good. But I would try something different. I'd go something different. Chicken sandwich. Alright, I'm hungry. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you heading straight after this and just leaving or are you going to grab some lunch with us? I'm going to get on the road. You're going to get on the There's road. like
3: 15 trucks to, to go, go look, look at. at. Uh-huh. By the way, Zach is in truck buying mode right now. So we have heard nothing when it comes out we know zach is so he over analyzes and analyzes it again and again and again and he is truck buying down to a science right now and we have heard nothing but the the problem
2: is though is like my price point has
1: steadily climbed
2: since hanging out with you yeah yeah, (laughs) it's my fault
1: (laughs) You should have seen him last night. Yeah. Edgar, here's the way it works. You have these trucks and they take the bodies of the truck. And this is a conversation he's having with me, right? <laughs> I'm not a car guy. I could right. care less about cars. They take the bodies of these trucks. And what they do is they have these agreements with, I don't know who the hell else. And and they take that there and there's these lifts, and there's things. It's about 30 to $60,000 more, but they're warrantied. He's going to like all these
3: details about Dude, these talking, lifts yeah. and
1: the warranties and the stuff. And I'm just like, I'm turning and I'm looking at my wife like, what the hell is this guy talking he about? He was talking no to me about
3: like the molecular structure <laughs> <Yeah>. between <laughs> was, each brand yeah. and how the atoms are split <laughs> a little bit differently with, from a Dodge and, and then a Ford or a Tundra. And I'm like, and, what? And the exhaust
1: out of the TRX versus right. the Rocky yeah. and the I don't know it, what and the, the chamber it was, combustion. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. John's.
2: We're uh, <laughs> just going to leave it at
4: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyways, big shout out to out there. Leslie is on here and uh-uh. says, just keeps going on. John, should I put my words on the record for the whole buying truck or should I just mind my own business?
3: It's not gonna matter because he's so stubborn. He ain't got <laughs> <do something>. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he's sad. <laughs> You can, set, you can right. kind of throw a little bit of a, like a little breadcrumb here and there, and hopefully he goes towards it. But unless, unless he sees it and goes on, on his own, it, it ain't going to happen. happen. He's too
1: stubborn. He's set. You know what, Leslie? I'll yeah. just keep my thoughts to myself with yeah. the whole truck. Because it's really not going to matter. It's, yeah. When you have the itch and you're going to do it no matter what, yeah. you're going to do it. That's
3: where he's at. It's One thing just, I'll put my hand down, I'll say is that by the next time I see Zach, he will have a new truck. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Because he's been looking for a while, not as heavy as... It's really ramped up, right? Because that's how long it takes him to do this, right? It takes about a year or two. (laughs) Because you haven't seen, he has a separate war room set up with spreadsheets and graphs and car and driver and, and consumer reports and safety and crash test videos, you know, on each and every one of them. And and it's taken a year or two to get to this point, And now it's ramped up and it's snowballed and it's happening. Yep. There's nothing stopping this train right now. Yeah.
1: Leslie is saying, nope, he will talk himself out of it. Oh. So I was thinking the same thing, but let me tell you what put me over the hump of thinking that he's going all in. And that is, we got home last night, we were exhausted, my house was freaking full of kids because everybody had friends over. So me, Leanne and him went out to Hana, we went to go have some sushi. He's talking about the truck, we get back to the house, I'm exhausted, I'm fried. I took a shower before Leanne even came down and I was out. I was like, lights are on, kids are making noise, I'm gone. I talked to him this morning. Oh, I was up to like two o'clock in the morning midnight. doing this, Mid- doing this. He goes, I was watching videos and exactly like you were saying the body of this and the engine of this. And then I was watching somebody talk about this on that. And he was like, did the complete dive into the freaking but he was up to like two watching. He can't bake it past midnight, but he was watching. So anyways, Brian Croissant is saying food, baby, when we got go right to go eat now. with Brian because Brian's a foodie He is. and he's out here. So. Anyways, big shout out. He's sitting there eating Chick-fil-A, and now I'm thinking about dinner. Oh, you just went out in a couple notches with us, Brian. How could you be eating Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A is good, but really? I think he's trying to get us to go to Chick-fil-A. All right, Jay. So I have one more question for you before we throw it. The final thoughts, because I think your story. Oh, a- hey, Jay, how are you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I could have probably showed up 45 minutes later, right? I didn't have to be here at 11 o'clock. And I could have left could 10 have minutes ago. New, right? I could have left 10 minutes ago. So
1: anyway, so Jay, here's a question that I have for you. And the final question that I have is what would you tell a pool pro, a one polar? that's just starting in the industry and has the hopes and the vision of doing what you've done in the business, what would you tell them? What would be your advice to them?
4: A couple of things. One of them is something, again, I got to revert back to the military is you got to get called up. You got to get all of your qualifications. If you don't know what you're doing and you can go out there and cheat your way through it, but if really understanding how all of this is built, the more classes you can take, the more people that you can learn from, the better off you're going to be especially with the way the industry has gone in the last five to 10 years. They come out with new stuff all the time. So definitely go out there and learn as much as you can and then take what you learn and try to implement it or work on it as fast as you can to retain that. Second thing I would say is find a mentor. Find a mentor that you can really call and get some advice from. For me, I've got a guy that I call for building, building pools. I can call him anytime and really his brain he actually came out on a pool a couple of weeks ago and he was nitpicking at some stuff which is a good thing he was just pointing out some stuff and we made some adjustments it's really made the project a lot better and then just don't give up just don't give up you're gonna run into brick walls you're gonna have frustration it can only get better some stuff will frustrate you i think one of the hardest things it took me to learn when your equipment's 10 feet higher than the pool and you're cleaning it and you lose prime Man, I've spent a lot of time in backyards (laughs) figuring out how to get it to prime back up. That's just keep at it. Keep tackling whatever life throws at you. It will get better. It can get better, especially if you're trying to learn and trying to make yourself more successful, more knowledgeable. And then really the community, whether you're in Dallas or Houston, California, those people rely on you to take care of their stuff when they're not home or their short-term rentals. They really rely on you. And and one thing me and my wife do is we give back to the community a lot. We really put ourselves out there, and it shows because people rely on us to take care of their stuff. It's another natural way to grow the business. Tonight, we're going to a United Way thing where my wife is given back quite a bit to United Way, and we're going to a gala tonight. And there's a lot of people that go to those things, and it's just another opportunity for us to get our name out there and show face. That's really all I can say about just keep doing what you're doing. Everything will get better. Whether you want to keep 60 pulls or grow into something bigger, it never hurts to make yourself better.
1: Absolutely love it. Absolutely.
4: You got, you know what? John, final
1: thoughts. Zach doesn't get any today because we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: we, we're out of time, so yeah. I, I can't really talk much. I just want to say thank you. And I know I said it at the beginning, but I want to thank you again. Appreciate you coming out, doing the podcast with us. Appreciate all the support you've given us over the years. You are the reason why we do these things, right? This is what it's all about, sharing this story and getting other people motivated and excited to grow their business. And that's right. It's hard. It's hard to do what we do and to grow, and but it's worth it. But you got to put in the work and not everybody's built for it. But if this is your thing, just don't give up. Just like what Jay was saying, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. It's worth it. And it'll pay off at the end if you put the work into it. This industry will eat you up if you don't right? And it's what you said. You can only fake it for so long. You're going to have to get your shit together and do it right. You know what I mean? In order to survive, especially this day and age. Mm -hmm. But again, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the next time. Thank you very much. Mr. Zacharias, you got 30 seconds.
2: Yeah, no. I was so impressed yesterday, dude. (laughs) Thanks.
1: Thank you. Seriously, I was
2: like, we're members of the chamber and I'm not really involved. And I was just watching the whole thing transpire. And it was like, everyone was like so friendly and close and connected and there to support you. And it was really just the whole thing was so genuine. And I was like, I need to get more involved with the community. And you got up there, loved the speech, absolutely killed it. I was sitting there shaking in my boots for you (laughs) because I know how tough that is, but I just thought that was overall awesome and I'm really excited for you as you take the next steps and we need to
4: talk more. I'm uh, happy for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Jay, any final thoughts for you? No, thank y'all for having me. Welcome back to Texas. It's always good to have y'all together and listen to y'all go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> you never know where we're going to go. It's always very entertaining, <laughs> whether in the field or here in, here in studio. It's yeah. awesome. It's cool. awesome. And thank y'all very much for the support along the way. And we all started this together and it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride, awesome journey. Absolutely, so
1: I've loved watching your journey and watching you grow and continue to polish and we wish you nothing but the best of success, which we know you're not gonna need luck because you're a hard (laughs) worker and you're gonna get out there and you're gonna boom, deliver. So we're really proud of you, your growth, and if there's anything that we could do, just let us know. Spider, you got our food spot ready yet? I just sent you a list. Ah, you uh, are the man. To check out. You are the man. So, hey, Leon, big shout out. Prison Pools, what's going on? Big shout out to you, Joel Hokulea. Thank you so much for joining on here. And then let's see here. Haley is saying, good people support good people. Good luck, guys. You all deserve nothing but the best. So, anyways, we appreciate that. Thank you so much, everybody. I wish I would say we're going to catch you guys next Friday, but we're going to catch you guys on Monday when John and I do a podcast with Poolside Perspectives on Monday at five o'clock Texas time. Right. And we got another podcast <clears throat> afterwards. And then we get a break. And then at seven o'clock, our boy Zacharias is over here where we're going to talk to Doreen King about the class that she's going to be doing out at the boot camp. So many podcast and i'm even drawing a blank on the class that were I'm influencing looking the, i'm looking at so. episode
3: 182 yeah. and i was like dude weren't we at 70 something before isn't that crazy <laughs> within just a couple <laughs> it, days isn't right? that crazy yeah. yeah i think that came out pretty awesome i'm gonna say it is a nice looking one i'll give you that right yes. thank you man thank
1: you. here's the thing jay if spider gives me a compliment bro
3: <laughs> like that's you know because spider's a little bit like john big thanks to spider for yeah. making the instagram live yeah hopefully you guys like this Yeah, Um, I think it's cool.
1: Because our boy Spider's got our back. So the challenge is when we're not in the studio, I'm going to have to figure that out. And that's where I stress out. So anyways, big shout out to everybody. Let's go eat. Let's go eat. Hope everybody has a great one. We'll catch you guys tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Central time. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on Business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at poolmanuniversity.com.